0: Hello, friends, and welcome to another episode of Hybrid Unlimited. This is me, Steffi Cohen. And Hayden Bo. And today we have the absolute pleasure of having Mike Holson on the podcast. Today, Mike shares with us his journey into fighting, first and foremost. Really, really cool and interesting story, how he got started into the world of martial arts, combat sports. But what I found the most fascinating about our conversation today was his... Uh, Involvement in the nature world, the animal world, hence why his nickname is The Real Tarzan. So Mike is super passionate about animals, been working with animals for 10 plus years. He's an expert on scientist on all things animal related. And he shares with us how he grew his Instagram following from zero all the way to over 6 million followers in a period of four years, pretty much doing what he loves the most. So, really, really cool podcast. I hope that you guys enjoy it.
1: As always, don't forget to tag us uh, in your posts while you're listening to this. Take a screenshot, tag me, Steffi, tag our guest, the real Tarzan with two N's, tag Hybrid Unlimited, and you'll automatically be entered in a draw to potentially win some gear from Hybrid Legacy Brand, which is the official uh, gear of the Hybrid Unlimited podcast.
0: As always, sit back, relax. Enjoy another episode of Hybrid Unlimited.
2: What's up, everyone? It's your favorite podcast producer, Nick Tricana, here to give you a word from our incredible sponsor over at Element. Listen, you're not getting enough electrolytes or salt in your diet. I see it. Steffi sees it. Hayden sees it. We all see it. Element is an electrolyte drink mix with no sugar, no artificial ingredients, and no BS. Everyone needs electrolytes, especially those on low-carb diets, practice intermittent fasting, are physically active, or sweat a lot but don't just take my word for it, I mean the proof is in the pudding. US Olympians, players in the NFL, NBA, NHL, and even our own special forces drink Element. I wouldn't go so far as to say I'm the pinnacle of self-performance, but ever since Steffi turned me on to Element, I've seen vast improvements in my everyday training and recovery. You guys can try Element today with a totally risk-free, no questions asked, refund policy, and you know what? Because we love y'all so much over here at Hybrid Unlimited, we're gonna hook you up with a free sample pack of Element just for you. Each sample pack includes eight grab-and-go packets in a variety of different flavors. All you have to do is go to drinkelement.com/hybrid. That's drink, dot com, slash hybrid Again, that's drink, dot com, slash hybrid for your free sample pack of eight grab-and-go Element packets. Stay salty, my friends. Now back to the podcast.
0: Thank you so much for taking your time and being on our podcast, we appreciate it. Thank you
2: guys for training me,
0: getting uh, me back
3: in shape. You know? Of so this course, like
0: of course. So, tell us a little bit about your journey into the fight world. Like, when did you start, why did you start, and how did you get to where you are today?
3: I've always had a itch to fight, you know? Just like, I would always see these guys, you know, do their walkouts, and I know that feeling of like being in the Friday night lights on football mm-hmm. or, you know, I wrestled in high school. So like wrestling one-on-one in front of the, you know, a basketball stadium, people watching, you know, it's like, a, it's like a feeling you get, you know, and I, I always seen this, these guys walk out and I'm like, man, I know it's a different feeling of nervousness of like something that makes you feel something, you know, I'm in the feelings, you know? So I'm like, man, I want to feel that one day. I want to feel a, uh, you know, six eight week training camp, and you know I want to feel getting punched in the face and keep going, and learn how to get punched without blinking, type of shit. You know, so um, just observing over the years, uh, I had this old school photo in my dad's room of my grandpa. He was a uh, golden gloves. His name's oh, Bob oh. Bolton Holston, and uh, you know he fought way like a long time ago. He ended up uh, passed away from dementia from getting punched in the head too much. You know, over the years, but. He lives a long life.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you know,
3: so my dad took that, you know, and he would always like, I remember being so young, early 2000s, and he would have like, you know, DVDs and CDs set up. He was like a neat freak. So he would have all the CDs, and then I would always see like these UFC Ultimate Fighting Championship DVDs, you know, and he would pop them in every now and then and watch them. am like,
1: yo, these guys are like. They're yeah, like the old school ones? Yeah. Where you could wear shoes and yeah, no weight yeah, glasses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Guys were
3: wearing like, full geese and stuff. You know, yeah. I was like, it's getting soccer kicked in the face. <laughs> You know, we watched it, I'm like, yo, this is not boxing. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yes. these guys are like, I think one guy was pulling the guy's hair. What fight was that? I can't remember. Uh, one of the one of the original fights, when these guys are fighting, he just pulls this guy's hair and he's just beating him. And I'm like, yo, this is legal? <laughs> you know, Barely. so, you know, ever since I was a kid, I really enjoyed watching it, you know. And then uh, when I finally got into high school and started wrestling, that's when it, like, really opened my eyes. Because I would talk to my friends that were, like, you know, state champions or, you know, national champs or runner-up, you know, and I'm like, what are y'all going to do after college? You know, I'm like, well, some guys go, you know, fight MMA or do this or that. I'm like, some guys go to Olympics, you know, but I'm mm-hmm. like, MMA, I'm like, that's just, I get flashbacks of that <laughs> yeah. guy getting soccer kicked in his hair pull, you know, I'm like, that's a street fight, you yeah. know. So, you know, over the course of years, it just, intrigued me just to still work out, hit the bag, wrestle with my friends when I seen them. Then I ended up moving to uh, Deerfield Beach from Georgia. And um, I worked in a reptile like warehouse where they would ship out reptiles and amphibians to just, you know, different pet stores around the world. And I was just like, you know, a guy cleaning cricket shit, you know, and <laughs> scraping up snake skin and stuff like that from cages. And uh, my my boss is a black belt from, uh, he, he was working on ATT, oh, okay. he got a black belt from uh, Laborio. So he would always uh, also train amateur fighters and, you know, bring them to their fights, coach them up, do whatever they got to do for training camps. And a couple of guys in the gym would need, like, side gigs for work. So after they were trained, they would come to the warehouse and just move boxes, deliver stuff to, like, Port Lauderdale, pick up shipments from the airport, just, you know, little side jobs that make a couple hundred bucks here and there. You know, and every time these guys would come in, they would have these fat ears and <laughs> shit. And I'm like, yo, I brung back, you know, my you know, the wrestling field. So I was like, you know, just play around with the dudes. I have zero experience, you know. Mm-hmm. And these guys are just like stone cold killers. You know, I'm like I think I think one of the first guys I seen come in just working, uh his guy is Mursad Bektic. He's a, I think he fought in UFC a couple of times. But um, dude, he came in and he was just like jacked. His ears were just like round. I'm like, dog, <laughs> you look like someone to not fuck with. <laughs> you know, but just hanging with all these guys and then they started watching UFC fights. And then he ended up buying like a bunch of mats and they would just roll and just do different things every week. And then they would invite me every now and then and I would go. They try to fucking put me to sleep. And I'm just like, dog, this cardio is different. You know, but I, I like to compete. So. Long story short, I just kept going No, long story years. long. Yeah, you know, I we kept... Not a long story. You know, long version, I just kept going, you know. And these guys would just... I, have, I would have friends that are like, you know, buck 35, buck 55. You know, at the time, I'm just hitting the gym. I'm just working out. <clears throat> you know, just uh, working out for and conditioning. You know, and I have basic level background in wrestling just for cardio. I did it for off-season because I hated track. So I'm like, I'd rather wrestle than run track. And in high school, just to stay in shape off-season, You know, and I helped with my tackling and my grit, you know, and just my dedication just because after I did my first year of wrestling, it just opened my mind to like a whole different level of competition of like self accountability, you know, and just having that not quit type of feel, you know, that I didn't have before. So, you know, when I got into just rolling with these guys for fun, you know, I just, I had that feeling again, like, oh shit, like I'm not fucking tapping. You know, I'm not, mm-hmm. I'm not, you know, I'm not getting caught in that, you know, that triangle again. I'm going to square my way the fuck out of there, even though I have zero idea what I'm doing, you know. And there will be times where, like, we would go and we would do our little drills. They would just do one, two, three, four, five drills. And then like, all right, go live. And I'm like, dog, I'm gassed. <laughs> <laughs> like, you want me to go live with this guy? I and mean, he's a blue belt, but, like, he knows a whole lot more than a, white, a clear belt. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so... Uh, you know, after that, I'm just like, dog, I'm not trying to get put to sleep. I'm not trying to get submitted. I'm not trying to tap. So he's like, if you don't tap, some of these guys will break your arm, you know, they're, they'll pop your knee out. So you better get the fuck out or <laughs> get your ass in there, you know? So it's just fun, man. I just really enjoyed it, you know? And then I remember one day we was out, it was, uh, like a day, like around lunch break. One of my two buddies, they were both like, I think one, I think they walk around like buck 60, and they would fight at 35 or 25, I can't remember. And uh, they were just going back and forth, back and forth, arguing with each other, and they were best friends for years. And uh, one of the other guys that works with us, he lives, he power lifts a lot, but has zero martial arts background. So he comes in, he's like, hey, both of you midgets, you know, shut the F up. And both of them was like, yo, i fuck you up, you know? And it was just, it was just funny, you know, fun banter. And, you know, and. Uh, the two guys were like they start pointing at everybody in the rooms like you know I'll submit you I'll put you on your back I'll choke you out and they pointed at me I said I'll fuck both of you guys up you guys are too small <laughs> you know <laughs> but like it was just you know you know fun stuff so it was like oh let's go out in the grass you know so like we had this little grass patch outside and it's actually a disgusting grass patch because sometimes the sewers were like in Florida you guys know when it rains a yeah. lot shit just gets flooded mm-hmm. so there's like no sense in throwing old, you know, snake, I call it snake water, where a lot of snakes and lizards, they shit in their water bowls, because that's where they feel comfortable. Uh-huh. So it's like a toilet. Sometimes snakes drink their water first, and then they'll go inside their water bowl, and they'll shit in it. Uh-huh. And as my job as a animal caretaker, I gotta clean the water bowls, put them in a Home Depot bucket, and then dump them out on the grass. So that grass patch was just fucking nasty. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so we're just, water. he's like, let's go out in the grass and rustle. I'm like, in my mind, I'm like, dog. I don't want to get slammed in shit. You know, I don't even want to have my clothes touch shit. So we went outside and we start like, hand fighting. And the guy, of course, was, you know, way more skilled in a martial arts era. I just had more strength in him because I was almost 100 pounds bigger than him. You know, but, I mean, this guy grabbed me and he's, like, trying to take my back. You know, I'm like, yo, this motherfucker's like a spider, you know. And at that moment, I was like, man, I really want to, like, engulf myself in a fight with someone my size, you know? Where I can like let loose and feel it, like feel in trouble or feel in danger or feel I need to be on offense or feel I need to be on defense or whatever the case may be, you know? And uh, that's when I ended up uh, meeting Tyrone. Spawn. Tyrone Spawn. Oh, cool. Yeah, my boss, you know, one day we're all hanging out again. And then uh, we're, uh, he's like, hey, I got a, I got a friend. You know, he's like, I got a friend, Mikey. He's got some big ass dogs. I love dogs. I love all animals. But dogs are my thing, you know, like, my thing, (laughs) you know. So I'm like, how big of a dog? A lot of people say big dogs. But, like, is it a big dog? He's like, bro, this dog is fucking scary. And I'm like, all right. And the guy had a pretty decent size, like, 110-pound boxer. So I'm like, if you're calling his dogs big, they got to be big. If you're calling them scary, they got to be scary. Because your dog, like, I know your dog, but if he was a stranger, like, I wouldn't feel comfortable with your dog in the house, you know? So we go to Tyrone's house and Tyrone comes up. And the first thing in my mind is like, yo, this motherfucker looks like me, (laughs) you (laughs) you know what I'm saying? Like tattoos and shit, (laughs) you know? So, but he was just way scarier (laughs) when he had like this aura, you know, like you see him from a distance, you're like, hey, look at my brother, and they gets so close, you're like
0: Like he's gone through some shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> when when you speak to Tyrone like one on one in front, you're like, motherfuckers seen yeah. Some shit.
3: Yeah. You get yeah. you yeah. know, you 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 know. Yeah. There's man, dude, he's just like it's not intimidating because I didn't I didn't I, I met him off of a, a animal perspective. You know, I, I I my first thought was oh this guy's a dog breeder or just a regular guy that just has dogs you know i don't know Mm -hmm. what he does no i didn't care i just wanted to see the fucking guy's dog so he he opens the gate and he walks up and he whistles and a big ass dog runs up from the backyard and i'm like dog what the fuck is that it was a big like xxl bully and it had to be mixed with like a cane corso or something yo i swear (laughs) to god this his dog's name was bear it was literally a bear you know How much I, you think it weighed? Dog, I mean, easily a buck forty with like shredded oh, wow. and it's like real black slash brindle, you know, and his ears are cut so it's like you can see the head muscle, <laughs> the jaw muscle, like, and the thing walks up and he just like looks at you with these piercing eyes and next to him is Tyrone I'm just like, dog, no. <laughs> <laughs> and like for me, like an animal guy, I've got bitten by dogs, chased by dogs, wrestled with dogs, so I can look at a dog and be like, I defend myself. I get you to fuck off me. I hold you, you know, to where, you you know, you're not gonna fuck me up. And I look at some dogs, I'm like, dog.
0: That's so funny that you think that, didn't you? You one time you said,
3: you were like, that
0: you think about that when you see other dogs too.
1: Yeah, well, because we had this one conversation. What's the most like dangerous animal you think if you You had to fight life or death with, you could kill it, you know? I said at first, until I got my own dog I said a wolf and then yeah. I said that and then one time I hyped up Dexter a little bit too much and he fucking hurt me and then I was like <laughs> I was like dude Dexter's like 70 pounds and yeah. I think he could kill me so I'm yeah. I, I, I retracted that I was like I, strong, I don't think I could take a wolf man and they, they have like I don't. Know, they just have a killer instinct that we just. Well, I don't have.
0: So anyway, go on. So everyone comes. Yeah, back, yeah, I yeah, yeah. Six, six,
3: you know six, the six, six, same thing. You know, I, I had the thought. Of the, I had the thought of the dog. I look at the dog like, man, if that dog were to come at me right now, that's
0: it. You're
3: fucked. <laughs> he's gonna fuck me up. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like I don't think he'll kill you, but I know for sure whatever he's biting is gonna go with him. Yeah. You know, so I'm like, ah, and like and I know the feeling because every time I go against it. I instantly regret it, you know. So the moment I saw this dog, I'm like, I'll see these dogs out here. And I'm like, hey, you coo. you know. I'll get down there yeah, yeah. and face and kiss him, But man, that dog, I'm like, yeah, man, you're nice, <laughs> 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 Whoa, good boy. Yeah. yeah, all right, all right. <laughs> you know, because yeah. he's just like, you know, he's not wagging his tail. He's not happy to see. He's just like. All right, motherfucker. Just sizing you up. Stop. So, <laughs> 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 whatever my dad tells me to do, I'm gonna do it. Yeah. <laughs> you know. And then, like, anyway, we hang out for the rest of the day, and uh I mean, I mean, he has birds, and he his kids like animals too. So, doesn't
0: he have a panther? He used to. Didn't he get he in got trouble? In trouble for yeah, because it, I don't it know escaped. If he used
3: to have it, but
0: his panther escaped.
3: It wasn't even good. it wasn't even his <laughs> panther. It was literally a, a random panther on the street. Because in Florida, there's bobcats, yeah, panthers, yeah. all types of shit where they live at. Because they're deep in Everglades, you know. So, you know, the even a couple of days ago, the same my boss old boss calls me on FaceTime. There's a bobcat in his backyard. Damn. And then two days later, his neighbor calls, which is his, his, his son in law house, another bobcat. So it's not uncommon for Coors and bobcats to be over there because there's mad livestock too in that right. area. So, you know, long story short, somebody called and said they saw a panther walking down the street and it happened <laughs> to be Tyrone Street. He's the only guy on the street with, with fucking animal. hundred animals, you know, so they came directly to his house and like, yo, we need to search your house. <laughs> he's like, I don't have a panther. I have dogs and horses and toucans, you name it, but I don't have a panther. You know, but everybody on their street, of course, assumed it. assumed it was his. So they gave wow. him they gave him a lot of headache for that shit.
0: Damn. But he ended
3: up beating it and not, you know getting charged for anything. So it was it was good. Nice. Wow. Yeah, he definitely caught some fucking heat for that shit. For sure. What's the what's the craziest animal that he has? Two cans. From my perspective, these dogs are on no level of crazy because he got these big yeah. ass. and it's not just one. He's got like three different. Kinds of dogs. He's got a horse now. It's called. He has a uh,
0: stallion. He told me.
3: Uh, um, Andalusian cool. stallion.
0: Yeah.
3: Shit is big.
0: Yeah.
1: You know. It's I'm like a, a special type of uh, yeah, horse. Yeah, he
3: imported it from some some other country. S- super expensive, super rare. I-, I took him like three, like three to six months to get it in. Wow. I had to have to stay in quarantine for like three months before he even got it. So it shows you how special they are.
0: I've seen Tyrone multiple times at Mundo Boxing, but. I had the chance to to speak to him before my fight. Pedro told him to to come words. give me a pep talk mm-hmm. before my fight. And he comes in, he's like wearing a hat and like a jacket, kind of like, all you know, inconspicuous, like low profile kind of thing. And he pulls me aside and he goes, listen, when you go in that ring, is kill or be killed? Inside the ring, there's no, fr- and just like the way that he's saying this to me, I'm like, just when you're in the ring, there's no friends. You know, outside, whatever, we can be friendly, but inside the ring, you don't have any friends. The person that's there on the other side of the ring is there to absolutely kill you. And you have to be okay with that. He said, the key is to accept that you're already dead. He says, you're living, we're all living on borrowed time. So you have absolutely nothing to lose. It's like, I'm not afraid. I go into the ring and I know that I'm already dead. What's the worst thing that can happen? But he said it with just like, such conviction and just he really, really believes that. Mm-hmm. You know? What Dude, did that, that make you feel? That I'm a pussy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well, that's not good. You had to go out there a and play, killer. hundred percent. And that's why and he that's when he told me about hunting. He's like, you know, I love animals. I have a—I have a farm pretty much. I have all kinds of animals. But every once in a while I have to exercise my killer instincts. So every once in a while when I feel like I'm getting too soft, I go in and hunt. So wow. I told him that I feel like I need to spend more time with him and I definitely need him to but yeah, do you know hunt. how
3: this guy hunts, though? No. You know, he's from... You guys know what Suriname is? Yeah. Suriname yeah, is, you know, South course. America. Yeah. So he he go like he goes to Suriname, puts a rifle on his back, takes his shirt off, takes his shoes off, and has fucking shorts on, and it's gone for a few
1: days, <laughs> and comes back. Come on. With food.
3: <laughs>
0: I'm so yeah, serious. he eats it. Yeah, he does. You know, a lot
1: of people, you know that, a lot of people say so and so is like built different or whatever oh that guy he sounds different. like he really is yeah yeah he's that's a savage thing to do
3: he told me the story you know the, the first night we hung out i'm like man you're bullshitting bro you're gonna go on in the jungle <laughs> and he the tapes up and i'm like oh shit, okay and he starts facetiming dudes like literally in the jungle in and surname i'm like dog you are like he facetimed a guy and a guy is on facetime on whatsapp audio on WhatsApp video Whistling otters to the, the shore on Facetime, on. and I'm like, "Dog, okay, you're not bullshit." Like,
0: that's what I'm saying. Give man. me more. We're you know? so soft. We're yeah. so soft. We need to go to Suriname, man. Yeah, I'm telling you. I what?
3: saw. I, I tested this gangster. I said, "Yo, I'm taking iguana catching one of these days.
0: Iguana <laughs> catching yeah. with your own hands."
3: Yeah. So, like, in, in, the, in the canals on the side of the highway, it's like maybe three feet of water and then like three feet of mud. So you're you're up to your neck basically in fucking dirty, nasty canal water. And you, I take a, uh, you know those poles you change light bulbs out in yeah. the ceiling? Yeah. You can extend them like 15, 20 feet. So we go in there, and you, you iguanas sleep in the trees above the canals. Because when they get spooked, they jump out the tree into the water so we are safe. So, you know, I would go at the time working reptile spot, I would catch iguanas and bring them in to Selling a pet corn and pet smart they would distribute them out to all no, no way that's how
1: they end up in the pet stores yeah guys like you with light bulb changers or poking <laughs> them out of trees that's serious yeah what? It's, that's not a lot of
3: catching serious it, it was serious they banned it now but um yeah so it's 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 sketchy you know you step wrong you, there's snapping turtles in there there's snakes gators gators all time ty- it's nasty you, yeah. step in, you don't want to step in fucking canal. There's chopper carts and that shit. You know, <laughs> yeah. all people throw this shit on the side of the highway. All that stuff goes in there. But there's full of iguanas, you know? And Tyrone, he likes, he's like, yo, I want an iguana, you know? Because <laughs> my boss, like, yo, this is, this is one of my main iguana catchers. You know, I, I could catch big six foot dragon, you know? Wow. And he's like, man, I want a flawless. Tyrone's a, 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 a perfectionist. So he's like, I want a flawless one, all the toes and the nails and <laughs> all the spikes, man, big chunky cheeks. I said, bro, I know just a spot. <laughs> and it's disgusting. And I know you're gonna wanna catch that iguana. So we went over there and I go in the water. I'm you know in the pool. I look over, Tyrone jumps on the other side of the canal, like oh, my goes father. underwater, comes back up <laughs> and got the iguana in his hand. And I'm like, yo, <laughs> motherfuckers a" like, gangster because I've been out I do it it's fun you know I've been doing it for four years I had a lot of practice and my first time I wouldn't have done what he did really? I knew it was his first time because no one does type of shit you know and he went out and just do head first I'm like yo motherfuckers build different man he, is.
0: he really is That's man
3: unreal. and then you know he's like okay we, we argue he's like you know I'm, he says he's Tarzan and I'm Mowgli
0: and we <laughs> we call, uh-huh. <laughs> sure he's brothers, trying to take you your know? name
3: yes yeah, so he's like oh I'm um, um, uh, I- I'm Tarzan. You're I'm like bro, fuck you. You know. And he's like, oh yeah. And he starts throwing leg kicks and starts. Upperc- I'm like, dog, stop punching me. You know, just please stop. And every time I tell him stop, he just keeps going. Have oh. you
0: ever sparred him for real? Yeah. Yeah. And he
3: fucks me up. Yeah. It's not fun. He don't <laughs> stop. He don't care. You he know. And you get. can't punch him back because he ain't gonna feel that shit. You know, like unless you're a fucking heavyweight. Then you have the hardest punch record in history after before Francis? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did yeah, he? bro. Oh, yeah. wow. Motherfucker's, like, his hands is broke. <laughs> he throws him shit so hard, but Maybe he just don't care. Hands? No. Are they yeah. Disfigured. Up. Really? Yeah. Yeah. But
0: he's like, I feel no pain.
3: Wow. His hands are like this. <laughs> but when he balls that shit, he's just throwing them. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah.
0: So anyway, you met Tyrone? Met Tyrone, you right.
3: know, hanging out on the animal aspect. And then after a while, like, we started, you know, texting him like, yo, what's up, little bro, what you doing today? So we'll come over, hang out, help him build something, you know, fix a cage. Because we're both, you know, we handy, we build shit. So we started hanging out some more. His, uh, his family started cooking some food. I'm like, yo, this shit is good, bro. Like, let's hang out more. And at the time, I'm like, I'm not making any dough, any money. So if I can get a free meal have a good conversation and be around animals, I'm at your house all day, you know, like shit, me and Tyrone we went from hanging out for two days in a row, and you fast forward six years later, you know, we hang out for forever, you know, so um, when I go to his house every time, it's either we're doing animal shit or we're training, and when we're training, he's putting the gloves on, and he's like, yo, you better put your headgear and your mouthpiece <laughs> in your gloves, because I'm going to teach you how to fight you know, and he just starts fucking wailing on me, you know? And just just recently, um, he punched me hard for the first time because I know he was playing with me, you know, for the for, for majority of the time he would cat fight with me. And then one day we had, um, you know, all this influencer shit going on with the YouTubers fighting the old boxers and shit like that, whatever the case may be. The Jake Paul era is what you call it, mm-hmm. you know? So I got a couple phone calls from people like, yo, you should go in there you know, and fight, you know, with influence, fight Jake Paul, fight, you know, whatever, call somebody, I'm like, dog, that shit sounds fun, but like, that shit ain't, and it was the beginning, it was, this was before the Nate Robinson fight, you know, this is when they were still fighting YouTuber and YouTuber, it was like, this shit don't interest me, and then when it was like, oh, Jake Paul's on the undercard of Tyson and, and Roy Jones, I'm like, oh shit. It's
0: At that like, time, did you already have a big following?
3: Yeah. Okay. yeah so everybody was like you know and i was with with these guys i'm just you know fucking around with them but i hold my own you know i'm not gonna go in there and be, you know timid uh-huh. i you know, i'll take some shots but I'll, I'll give some back too and uh you know they're like yo you got to get on, a, on an influencer train and go. you know do the boxing mma shit you know switch it up man you got you can fucking do it and i'm like ah, whatever and then after the nate robinson knockout I swear, I went to Tyrone's house, and he—he he literally just was a different person towards me when it came to like training and like fighting. You know, he's like, "Yo, this is something you're gonna." He didn't give me options. Are you gonna do this? <laughs> and I'm like, "All right." He's like, "It's just too much money." And, How
0: long ago was this?
3: Uh this had to be about a year and a half ago, two years ago.
0: Wow. Okay. So this this kind of introduction to into fighting is yeah, recent. like when it came
3: serious, yeah, when it came serious, yeah, when it, it, it became. uh Something I always wanted to do, like I want a bodybuilder one day. I don't have time for it. You mm-hmm. know, I want to box one day, do I don't have time for it, but I don't have opportunity. I want to do gymnastics one day. I don't have fucking time for it. You mm-hmm. know,
0: because you were working. Yeah, trying to. you know.
3: And if I'm going to do something too, I want to be able to learn from a master. You know, so I have. I feel you know. I talked to Tyrone, and I remember a couple of years ago um, when we were hanging out. When we were you know first first hanging out. I remember we sat outside for like six hours straight, and we were just talking about, "Yo, we're gonna go to Suriname, and I'm gonna go fucking hunting with you. I'm gonna show you I'm Tarzan, you know." He's like, "Yo, I'm gonna show you how to throw a punch and bob and weave and shit." And I'm like, "Yo, that would be dope. You know, I would love to learn from a fucking specimen as yourself. You're the best." You're one of the best fighters to ever walk the planet. Um, you know, in my early 20s, why would mm-hmm. I not want to learn from you? I'm not scared again. Such an
0: opportunity, punched, to, you know. Yeah. So I'm
3: like, yo, I want you to teach me your footwork, your eating, your training, your mindset, like everything. He's like, yo, stay by me, and I'm gonna teach you. You know, when the time is right. And you know, he was doing this boxing stuff. He went from kickboxing to straight boxing. And I, I think he, when I started watching him, like actually box, I think he was like three and zero. Now he's four, he, went, he, he went 14 and 0 in boxing and just did an MMA fight. Mm-hmm. And I remember watching all his fights, like, damn, dude, this motherfucker is just knocking these dudes out. And he's so calm. Mm-hmm. You know, i am through the fights. And I'm like, yo, why are you just like walking? Mm-hmm. Like, you're not mad. You ain't like hugging yourself up. He's like, bro, it's just my man's had 100 and something kickboxing fights. He's like 106, 114 in like three or four. That shit is crazy Savage. to make that walk that oh, many times and so win. That's so many fights.
0: Pedro says that he's one of his best students. Really? After me. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Kickboxing's so savage though because it's all like the like most damaging parts of MMA. Like you can't, you're getting kicked in the head and punched in the head, it's not like you can take the guy down. Yeah. If you're losing, you just keep getting kicked and punched in the head. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's so hardcore. I love, love it. Yeah, anyway.
0: So then did you get into, you went into bare knuckle boxing immediately, or did you do a boxing?
1: I didn't do bare knuckle.
3: No, no you're
0: not doing bare knuckle. You're uh, doing boxing.
3: Yeah. Okay. Boxing and MMA. Boxing and yeah. MMA. Yeah. I mean, I know the influencers aren't really doing MMA training. Jake know, Paul's talking about it. He's talking about it, but yeah. it's a whole different. You're doing it's different. It's a whole different thing you got to do. You know, boxing, you just got to worry about someone's hands.
0: So right now you have four fights. You're 4-0. No. Where are you? I'm 0-0. Oh, no. oh, wait, you haven't fought? No. Why did I think you were 4-0? I thought he was 4-0, and I thought he was, was going to do a barnacle fight. I mm-hmm. don't know why.
1: Your no intel way. doesn't check out. No, it doesn't. <laughs> Someone's lying to you. Someone but is. do you have plans to fight, though? Yeah, yeah. In 30 days, you're probably going to get my first fight. Okay. Oh, no, what? Are yeah. you going to do amateur or pro? or
0: Amateur boxing, yeah. Okay. Cool.
3: I had a fight lined up with Vitor Belfort. Belfort. So, I, I, uh, when the whole trailer thing was happening, and this is where I got serious with Tyrone. You know, we was. Just training, having fun, doing our thing. And then, you know, when all the circulation hit, you know, he. I went over, went over his house, we're training, and he just, like, got real serious. And, like, his whole body changed. His whole demeanor changed. He's gotten, like, real scary. <laughs> He's like, you're going to do this shit, whether you like it or not. I'm going <laughs> to beat it in you or we're going to get it out of you. And I'm like, yes, sir.
0: Oh, what an amazing mentor to have. Yeah. It yeah. and and was, was, so he was, he was scary cool, man. man. He is
3: because he really cares you know yeah he'll call me make sure i'm not eating the shit i'm not supposed to be eating He's like yo you're running this and this is way before all this shit you know when the pandemic first hit
0: okay wow
3: yeah so i mean we're talking like end of 2019 type of shit and now we're just now getting into the aspect of fighting because
0: okay so we we got into into fighting almost at the same time yeah yeah i got into it but last year yeah. Or a year and a half around ago. the beginning
1: of the the, the
3: pandemic. pandemic.
0: Yeah, a year and a half ago.
3: How do you like fighting?
0: I love it. I was I feel like I was it's my sport. I feel like it was I was born to fight. It's like everything that I love about sports combined. You know, the athleticism, agility, coordination, the IQ that you need to have, the intelligence, strategy, um, hand-eye coordination. The fact that you movement. can actually be
1: a star in that sport too is big because like we come from a powerlifting background. Yeah. I remember, one of your biggest complaints about powerlifting is like,
0: no one gives you are
1: the most dominant, one of the most dominant powerlifters of all time, 25 world records. And it's like, yeah, I'm competing in a high school gymnasium,
0: yeah, you know? competing inside of gyms, and the only people that really care are the people that are there, yeah. you know? And the other thing is that it doesn't powerlifting doesn't really allow you to showcase your athleticism. In boxing, I mean, it's everything, right? Mm-hmm. It's everything, and you can really stand out. Like if you're if you're athletic, you have an interesting style, you can stand out, and yep. I love that, I really do. Um, That's the truth, man. What was I gonna say, man? So okay, amateur boxing, and then maybe some influencer fights. How old are you?
3: Twenty-eight. Twenty-eight. Just right,
0: twenty-eight. Okay, shit. Yeah, a late starter. Mm-hmm. Do you feel? Um, do you ever doubt yourself? Never. Never. Never announce Can't. a doubt.
3: I mean, there's doubts I have, but it's like this snake's gonna bite me, and he don't. And I'm like, why the fuck did I think he's gonna bite me? Why did I? Why did I doubt the you know judgment of the character of a snake? But like doubting myself in a fight or doing something physical or something, I can't let it go in my mind because it'll just eat me up.
0: What know? do you What do you feel you need to work on the most? Everything. Yeah, I say the same thing. Everything. Yeah,
3: you
1: said that in your post-fight
3: uh, mm-hmm. interview in the mm-hmm. ring. I need to, I need to improve everything, everywhere. Mm-hmm. I need to be consistent. I need to be more hungrier, more sharp, more just fuck it, you know. And I have that aspect in my passion of, of animals and lifting. You know, when I'm when I'm on target, I mean, even when I'm off with my animal shit, I'm just doing the bare minimum you know, changing the water, cleaning the glass, walking the dog. But when I'm on it, this motherfucker got moss everywhere, he's got misting systems, he's got a whole paragraph of when he last ate, when he last took a shit, when his last shed came, you know, it's just, it's just different when I'm on my shit, so I know in the aspect of fighting and uh, just unlocking that, you would call it inner beast, inner animal or whatever, you know, once you once you get ready to fucking scrap, that's what it. That's what it is. You yeah. know, when I got ready to wrestle, I know I can't get this feeling anywhere else besides yeah. the moment me and that guy shake hands. Yeah, mm-hmm. and he goes to that first single leg, or I get I get that first double leg. You know, that's when the moment it clicks. Like, all right, it that moment I've been working out for, I've been thinking about is here. Now it's time. You know, and the same thing I did with football. Same thing with animals, you know, when I swim with sharks or whales or see schools of fish and coral, it's like, I'm nervous, I doubt myself how deep I can swim, but once I get in there and I'm swimming all day, I'm like, in my mind, while I'm swimming, I'm like, yo, why are you doubting yourself? Why are you doubting your ability of something you've already done before, you know? And the same thing with fighting, like, not, I haven't fought in a fucking boxing ring or a cage before, but I've been in... And I know everybody says they've been in tons of street fights. I'm tough. That's not <laughs> what I'm saying, you know. But it's like the aspect of like getting in a squabble or being in something uncomfortable. I put myself in that predicament so many times outside of the ring, out, you know, outside of that aspect, and with more dangerous situations, you know, that I feel I could be comfortable once I get that feeling again, mm-hmm. you know.
0: Where Where do you want to take this?
3: To the top. I mean, I know I'm 28, I'm a late starter, but like, I'll probably stop at my prime 32, 33, five five years of really honing on some shit, good luck, you know, and that's me talking to my, my competition, which is myself, you know, I'm not like saying the cocky way of everybody out there in my weight class, I'm coming for you, bitch, well, you know, <laughs> it's not what I'm saying, but that's how I'm feeling, mm-hmm. you know, and I look myself in the mirror like, all right, you got five years to get this shit rolling, you already mm-hmm. had two years of Practice now. It's game time. Mm -hmm. The whole 2022, Mm -hmm. you're fighting. 2023, you're fighting. 2024, you're fighting. Until you, until you say your body says you're done, you're done. Mm Because I know once I'm 32, 33, that shit's out the window.
1: Yeah. Well, and I know like people say you're a late starter, and in a lot of ways that seems like a disadvantage. But the both of you, I think, have a huge advantage in the fact that you get to approach this sport with like the mind of an adult. A fresh body. And a fresh body. You were learning it correctly from really good people at the first time. You didn't just walk into like your local gym and some guy is coaching you. You know, you've got Tyrone, you've got Pedro and Kareem and all these really good influences. Then on top of that, you have the advantage of not getting punched in the head your whole life.
0: And an entire life in sports. You know? It's not like one day we decided to do a sport. We've been doing sports
1: our whole life. And it's Mm -hmm. also not like you guys are going to have to you know, work a part-time job at bagging groceries, and then you're exhausted and you go home and you do training. It's like, you guys are in a position where you have the resources and the time to really, really focus on something like this. So Mm -hmm. it's like, you are starting later, but you're going to be able to close that gap a lot faster. Mm -hmm. So I think that's a pretty, pretty cool aspect of it. I
0: like you, but I like you now so much more because I feel like I I haven't met anybody who's started. I started at 28 too. I'm 29 Mm -hmm. now. But it's so nice now to have you.
3: feels good, right?
0: Yeah, like because we're going through the same thing.
3: Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, I just feel, I would have I even thought about fighting four years ago. Pfft. No bueno. <laughs> not not going to happen, you know? And I know, I again, I always had it in me. You know, just like, even wrestling, I can walk in the wrestling room with my teammates. I'm like, yo, you ain't going to fucking pin me. We never wrestled a day in our lives together. I don't know your fucking strengths and weaknesses, but I look at a, a guy and I'm like, you ain't fucking pinning me, you know? I can't fucking wrestle, <laughs> but I ain't going to quit, uh-huh. you know?
0: Dude, the girls that I got in the ring with to spar when I first started boxing, it w- was insane. Like I was sparring against girls that were like 45 pounds over me, 60 pounds over me, that had five, six, seven years of experience and I would see them and I'd think exactly that. I'd be like, Pfft, they can't beat me. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, okay, you how long have you been doing it? Ten years? Okay, I'm going to beat you. And I would convince myself of that. You and have I would to think him, that way. Yo, I would give him a good fight too. Yeah. Lord. You know? I mean, I'd struggle and I'd eat some punches but I'd give them a really good fight.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. well, you're always tough. You've never been scared of like anything
0: yeah wait so why amateur boxing first why why did you decide to start your career there instead of going straight to pros
3: i mean i I told the my just recent uh fuck uh not pedro but you said pedro Um,
1: Uh,
3: rubio rubio i'm like look man whatever you want me to do you want me to amateur box first and get a couple fights in i'm down you want me to go straight into it i'm down you want me to influence your fight i'm down whatever you want to do you're the coach. You tell me what to do, I'm going to do it. I'm not going to argue with him. You know, so if I got to go through three amateur boxing fights, that's what I got to do. If I got to go do five, I don't care. I signed a contract to fight Vitor. I'm like, yo, Tyrone, guess what? I got to fucking fight. And he's like, yeah, Who? Wh- what's up? When we do that, I'm like, VTOR Belfort. He's like, Mike, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> he's like, yeah, out of all the people, this is the guy you got to fucking fight. said it was either him, they offered me this guy, and I think it was... uh Antonio Tarver uh, Vitor Belfort and some other guy and I'm like fuck I'll take my chance with Vitor he's not a fucking boxer you know he can fight he can box but like I'm not gonna go in there and fight a fucking boxer you yeah, know on sure. my like, first fight you know I'm going take my still, chance with Vitor that's
1: ballsy man he's TRT yeah. Vitor yeah you know no, And even shit. even now Looking he's good. more dangerous
3: now than he was at that time because it was his first boxing match back and he wasn't in shape Now he's in shape, and it's like
0: he fought bare knuckle. Yeah.
3: No, he fought Triller versus Holyfield. Triller,
0: oh my god! I'm. Do I have Alzheimer's (laughs) already?
1: I I would do bare knuckle (laughs) for sure. That one freaks me out a bit, just because it's man. Even the guys that win get fucked up. Get fucked up. That'd pay me a lot for that shit.
3: Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, pay me a lot. And it's the other person I I just don't fucking like. I'm like, yo, I'm going to fucking punch you <laughs> with my fist. <face. laughs>
0: I think I would take a bare knuckle fight for, what's my price? A million dollars. For a mil? Yeah. fair. Yeah. It's a fist fight.
3: Yeah. You're in a fist fight for a million bucks. Sign me to fuck up. Sick. Sign yeah. me
1: up. Yeah. Just once, one and done? I do too. Well, You see how you feel after <laughs> the first <Yeah>. one, maybe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> those guys look crazy. In
0: those fights, man, you just got to come out of the gate
1: Ripping,
0: ripping, ripping, and tearing.
1: Yeah, I mean, you I, can't go the. It, distance it seems like the bikes. guys that really try to like box super technically and textbook in bare knuckle don't do as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you'll see them. And Except
0: for Luis, Baboon.
1: Yeah, yeah, but he's still pretty. He comes out of the gate hot, at least. But he goes a distance, but he is. and he's yeah, very yeah. technical. Yeah, but almost any other guy, it seems like it's almost an advantage to just, like, Scrap. go crazy.
0: Scrap, you just got to throw punches like a like a tornado.
1: Yep. Yeah. Like you're a
0: fucking hurricane, and don't stop until the other person's on the floor.
1: Yeah, ooh, scary. Boxing's
3: fun, man. It's, it's one of the only things that, when I spar, it, like, it gives me a sense, and it's going to sound weird to say, but, like, I work with snakes my whole life, you know? And, like, there's snakes I just don't want to get bit by. Cause they fucking hurt,
1: mm-hmm. you know?
3: Yeah. They got big ass teeth, they're fucking, they're just strong, you know? There's snakes, I get bit by snakes by literally my entire life, all sizes. And there's just certain snakes, I'm just like, bro, whatever you fucking not. do, you're just not biting me. Mm-hmm. The same way I'm like, yo, you're not fucking pinning me. I look at a snake, I'm like, bro, you're not biting me. And I'm gonna move any way I can, hold them any way I can, my, I'm just, I'm, a, I'm awake. Mm-hmm. You know? And, and that snake won't even be venomous. So when I work with venomous snakes, you're playing a game of centimeters and inches with your mm-hmm. life. Mm-hmm. Automatic $500,000 hospital bill at the minimum. Automatic nerve damage, permanent nerve damage. Your, your shit is just not gonna work the same after your bit. So moving and dodging that shit and being awake with that shit, I haven't felt that feeling of trying to stay away from something, you mm-hmm, know, mm-hmm. until I got in there and started sparring. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yo, motherfucker punched the shit out of me. I'm like, yo, you ain't trying to punch it again. <laughs> It ain't going to be that easy to get me again. So I'm just like, on am mongoose status, just trying not to get fucking punched. Mm-hmm. You know, and it just, I, I like it, you know, to the sense where it's like, I kind of love it, you know, and I'm like, I want to fight, you know, and the more I get punched, the more I don't want to get punched. And I want to punch your back. You it, know? Is,
0: it is pretty addicting. Yeah. Wait, so how did you, how did you build your following?
1: Yeah, I'm interested about the, in that. Yeah. Like, how'd you get involved in the whole uh, I know the reptile space you worked there as a kid but how did it like become this career that you for
3: social media I mean like I haven't worked a job outside of animals I worked at a trampoline park for like six months once that was it ever since anything else always been animals whether it was free volunteering working at a pet store working at a reptile house volunteering at a zoo volunteering at a shelter whatever it involves animals I'm doing it you know? So, when I got time for social media world, I was uh, I was a caveman for a long time. Like, had an Android. Like, yeah. my phone would break, and That's I wouldn't, I wouldn't get a green. phone for like two months. Because I didn't care. I didn't give a fuck about a phone. I didn't care about technology. I stopped playing video games, so I was like... When I moved to Florida in 20, 2012, 10 years ago, I'm like, man, like, I'm out of high school. I did one semester of college playing college football. I'm like, this fucking Call of Duty and Madden is not getting me nowhere. Mm -hmm. It ain't feeding me, it ain't putting bills on my table. It ain't getting me a six pack. If anything, I'm getting skinnier and I fucking feel like I got scoliosis turning the screen on me. (laughs) And I'm blinking a lot now, you know? So I'm like, I gotta change this up. And I I love playing video games. It's something I did since, you know, fucking GameCube, you know? Mm -hmm. All the way to PlayStation 3, PS4, whatever. So, I'm just like, man. Here we go. Animals. That's it. Nothing else. Don't ask me to work out. Don't ask me to fucking go to the movies. Don't ask me to watch a fucking movie. If it ain't Animal Planet or Nat Geo or documentary or reading a book on animals or working at a place that involved animals or getting extra volunteer hours to learn about animals, I don't want to fucking do it. You know? And I had that period from 2012 to like 2017, 2018 2018, 2017 is when, you know, the social media shit kicked off, you know, for just YouTube, Instagram, all that shit, you know, and I remember watching a guy named uh, Jay Alvarez and he was doing travel content and I saw a video on YouTube, it was like, I don't know, 15 minutes long and they were just traveling around the world, just doing epic shit with their friends, having fun, you know, and they were like... Maybe 16, maybe 17 years old. I'm like, yo, that is the fucking life. Going to uh, Mykonos, going to Dubai, mm-hmm. going to Bali, going back to Hawaii surfing. I'm like, yo, that shit's lit. And every time they would post like an elephant in the video for like three seconds. And that little three seconds, I'm like, yo, I can do that. you <laughs> know. And all it was is a fucking photo of an elephant in a river that they just filmed off a GoPro. But in my mind, I'm like, yo, imagine a 15 minute video all animals and people go crazy for that shit and that's what like my mind started going you know on a whole whole other aspect of like animal content you know and I remember you know I keep saying fast forward long story short but long story (laughs) short uh, one of my buddies sent me like two three photos of like this chick on Instagram I don't know who it was I got it saved somewhere but she was like playing with a tiger and then another chick just had a big ass snake and I'm like that shit's fucking sick. He's like, I'm like, where you find these photos at Pinterest or like Tumblr? He's like, no, it's on Instagram. I'm like, what the fuck's Instagram? <laughs> and he's like, oh, this shit, bro. You just scroll, people just post mad photos and you like it. And I'm like, all right, send me the thing so I can download it. Download it, and I'm like, I'm like, send me the, you know, whatever, like, send me some shit to follow, you know. And I start following a fucking thousand random things. You know, <laughs> and I got like three followers on following. It's three thousand people <laughs> you know I, know I got like two posts you know and like the first post is like my dog pissing you know and i'm like this is me and my dog walking in the morning he's pissing on the concrete Ooh, and i'm like i'm i'm too awkward for this shit. i don't know like again i'm a caveman i don't fucking know so i'm texting my buddy i call him like yo how do you make a post how you do this how you do that and he's like walking me through it so i start getting the hang of it and i just stopped posting i'm like bro i don't want to do this shit. you know but the shit i was posting i look back now i'm like damn. That was my life, just animals, just posting animals. You know, I remember posting a video, a photo one day, and I got like a thousand likes, and I was like,
0: "Oh, you're famous! I'm
3: famous! <laughs> this is crazy! Everybody,
0: like, I got 30,
3: 13 comments. <laughs> what? <laughs> I called him, but like, yo, this shit's lit. I gotta start posting more of. And it's like, maybe you got caught on the Explore page or something. You know, right. I, I, mean, I think the first time that shit got a thousand likes, I used a hashtag. You know, and I was like, oh. This is what a hashtag does. It puts you in a group of the people that hashtag shit. You know, I just, again, I'm okay, man. I didn't know shit about Jack shit. You know, I stopped playing the video game in 2012. So just imagine to you know, like, all I knew was Facebook. And Facebook took over MySpace right. at that time. So I would check Facebook every now and then. And then before you know it, you know, fast forward a couple years, like a uh, year, 2017, 2018. I probably got like 6,000 followers. it's all my Facebook friends <laughs> from high school. <laughs> just people I've met in Florida, you know, whatever. 6,000 followers. And uh, at the time I had like, you know, I think it was like, I don't know what type of iPhone it was, but I had mad shit saved in my camera where I would take photos of. And then my job ended up switching me to um, taking photos of inventory of like the fish tanks and the fake grass or it's like hey take a photo of this leopard gecko and we need three angles of it, a headshot, two side shots and an overhead shot I'm like cool I'm, over, I'm a photographer now for animals I'm gonna work on that geo you know <laughs> and I was like bro you're fucking in a little warehouse you know doing a photo shoot with a leopard gecko
1: from PetSmart <laughs> I used to have one of those
3: <laughs> yeah you know it was just a little this big you know <laughs> so after like a month of doing that job working Photoshop I start posting stuff on my page I'm like man a page looks cool, you know. I had 15 posts. <laughs> Some turtles. One's a lizard. One's a little finger monkey, you know. And it's terrible because I'm like editing it on the computer, and then I'm gonna post it on Instagram and just like use all the filters I can, <laughs> and just like totally botched the photo. <laughs> and I remember one day I sent a, I, I posted a raw video. Uh, I put a cricket in my mouth and I was holding a chameleon. and The chameleon stuck his tongue out, grabbed the cricket, and I got like 10,000 views. And I was like, holy shit. And I used hashtags. I started getting the hang of it. And another, another page took my, uh, my, my post and they reposted it. And I got like 700,000 in like a day.
2: Whoa. And in
3: my mind, I was like, I was right all along. <laughs> I can make 15-minute animal content. Like, I can do it. And it just gave me the utmost confidence to just take whatever's in my camera roll and post it. Because I was see shit. I'm like, man, they're not going to like that. They're not gonna like that. They don't. They don't know what that a quiet child nude is, or you know what a red ass salamander is. They're not gonna know. You know. So I'm not gonna post it. You know. But then I'm like, man, fuck. I didn't think people would like a, a chameleon and a cricket. I didn't think a, a, almost a million people would watch it. You know. And after that, I just unleashed a camera roll. I'm just like I'm sending. I'm like, okay, if this per if this page posted it, I'm like typing in other animal pages. And now I do got obsessed with it. I don't like I said. Once I'm doing something, I'm either doing it mediocre, just the bare minimum, or I'm like on it. So now I don't went to fucking uh, Office Depot, got a whiteboard. I'm like, yo, I'm gonna email ten different companies from the email, and then I'm gonna send them ten DMs, and then I'm gonna write ten comments. Check your DM. And I'm just like, <laughs> I'm just going off, just checking my shit, and like, yo, I'm gonna send everybody everything. Mm-hmm. But before you know it. Um, I'm like, all right, I'm going to go out and catch iguanas this weekend, and I'm going to film it, because I know ain't no one's seen this shit before, you know, so I bring one of my buddies, I'm like, yo, hold the phone like this, you know, I'm wearing a boat in the middle of the canal, and I, you know, pluck a iguana, and I catch it with one hand like like Odell, you know, <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, boy, what's up, they caught a big-ass iguana in Florida, and it's this big-ass fucking iguana, you know, in a boat, and, and the shit scratches my arm, and I start bleeding, I'm like, yeah, this is fucking cool, and <laughs> I was world star. two days later. And then I had like 6,000 followers. I go to sleep. I wake up. I got like 12,000 followers. I'm like, I'm running around. I'm running around my house.
0: Holy shit.
3: <laughs> it's over. It's happening. I'm like, dog, you just gained 6,000 followers. Man. You ain't shit. But changer. back
0: then that was like, because I remember when I met him, he had 12,000 followers and I thought he was famous.
3: Yeah. You know, yeah. when, you got, when you got 10K back in the day, oh you're God. like, yo, you're popping. A million? I think Kim K had a million yeah, at the time. Him. You know, so it gives mm-hmm. you a, a judgment of like, yeah. what a million, let alone a blue check. You yeah. know, once you get that 10K, you was a man, you was a woman, you was famous. Yeah, <laughs> 10K <laughs> equivalent now, it's like having money back in the day. Like a little bread, it's like 25 cent or a hot dog. Yeah. Now it's like $3 or something. Yeah. Shit, yeah. A gallon this, of milk. It's all our
1: inflation. So,
3: yeah, inflation is through <laughs> the roof. So, and I remember like. You fast forward, now, again, we're only like, in the story, we're like three weeks, maybe a month in the story. So, uh, I remember, it had to be like August This 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 started happening. Fast forward to Thanksgiving, I got 100,000 followers. And I'm like, holy shit, like out of nowhere, just repost, 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 tag, tag, and now people are reposting, and someone's like, yo, you're going viral on Twitter. And I'm like, bro, what the fuck is Twitter? (laughs) You know, like I don't even have like, how do you tweet? What is a Twitter account? Can you help me set up a Twitter account? So I go on Twitter, I try to find whatever's trending and it's like, I'm fucking trending on Twitter. I'm like, yo, this is crazy. I got to make a Twitter. And that one day I grew like 30,000 followers and never grew followers again because I didn't know how to use Twitter. Till this day, I still don't know how to use Twitter, you know, (laughs) because I'm like, Instagram is Instagram. I'm going to work on Instagram. I don't know about YouTube. I don't know about Twitter or Facebook, but I'm going to set all these pages up. Mm-hmm. And if the people want to go check them out, they can go check them out. But I'm just going to focus on Instagram. Mm-hmm. So I start, you know, hammering out content, content. And as soon as, I think it was 2017, 2018 hits, the start of the year, I had like, like 250K. So from August to January, 6,000 followers to a quarter mil.
2: Dude, that's and I'm crazy. Like, I'm like, i
3: fuck dog. Mm-hmm. So now I'm at a predicament where I'm at work where I've been working for like six years and you know, we got like 15, 20 people in the office and I'm like top two, top three employees of just getting shit done. You know, it's like as people go there for a paycheck. This is my passion. So mm-hmm. like you could put me anywhere in that business from breeding rats to cleaning snakes to milking a venomous snake, to taking photos, to getting inventory, to typing up descriptions on where animals come from and their scientific name, or just going to remove a cottonmouth from someone's backyard, or getting dressed up in a suit and going to do birthday parties for kids and educating them on at a Montessori or something, you know? in like, mm-hmm. my work field, there's nothing I can't do, you know? So. I went from being this guy at my job doing everything everywhere, filling in anytime someone calls in sick, pop being over there. I'll go over there. I'll go pick up a, you know, shipment I'll bag a cobra up, whatever the case may be, to like I'm at work and I'm on my phone. Went from a caveman fully engulfed in work to like giving 30% of my actual productivity at the job, getting a paycheck, but on my phone like going crazy on social media. You know, and my boss, I hold them dear to my heart because he helped change my life. You know, I came to him, same thing with Tyrone and the fighting aspect. I'm like, yo, I need to be like make me a great, new person. Teach me like from ground up, custom out on me. You mm-hmm. know, I'm like, in the, in the animal aspect, custom out on me. You know, so I came to him because I got a lot of respect for him. And I'm like, yo, this social media shit's still wave, man. You got, I'm, I'm trying to pitch in this. This old guy, <laughs> Instagram, you know, social media. He's like, Bro, get out of my face. Get out of here. Go, go back to work. If you want to do social media, go do it. If you want to go to work, go to work. But you got to pick one. Oh, you want the 50 50? I'll give you, you know, uh, he told me, uh, I'll put you part time work, part time social media. And in my heart, I'm like, No. Fuck no. I'm not going to leave where I've been. Like, I'm happy here. You know, I don't want to leave my animals, my school kids, I don't want to leave me learning. I don't want to leave my accessibility to learn about different species all day, any day, you know. And mm-hmm. there's it, a dream come true of mine. I was just so happy and so content where I was with life. Like, I could I could stay there first of my life. At that time, my that was my exact thoughts. Like, yo, I made it. I'm chilling. I don't need much. I don't care about the phone. I can eat. I can hang out with my animals. I got food. I got somewhere to sleep. Peace, motherfuckers. I see you. If I knew you were in high school, I don't talk to you no more. Uh, I talk to my family every now and then because it's my family, you know. But like everybody else, just didn't matter. I wasn't in a relationship. Wasn't like looking for chicks. I wasn't going out to the clubs. I mean, I maybe like went out to watch an Avengers movie when it came out or a new Fast and the Furious movie by myself. That's how content and dedicated and engulfed in my bubble I was you know so for him to offer me to cut that in half it scared the shit out of me you know I'm like no mm-mm. and then I went home and I'm like 250,000 fucking followers and a couple women, i like, man you gotta figure it maybe maybe half time maybe part time's not bad you know I'm like outside of me is like nah don't do it it's not worth it maybe there's a doubt you know it. I'm like, man, I can't, no. And outside of me is like, bro, you just got two hundred fifty thousand followers, in a couple of months. What the fuck are you down yourself for? Mm-hmm. Do it, go. So I went back to work. I worked for like two weeks, and of course, I wasn't there mentally. He's like, yo, go do your social media thing. And I'm like, how am I gonna make money?
2: <laughs> What's up, everyone? It's your favorite podcast producer, Nick Tricana, here to give you a word from our incredible sponsor over at Element. Listen, you're not getting enough electrolytes or salt in your diet. I see it, Steffi sees it, Hayden sees it, we all see it. Element is an electrolyte drink mix with no sugar, no artificial ingredients, and no BS. Everyone needs electrolytes, especially those on low-carb diets, practice intermittent fasting, are physically active, or sweat a lot. But don't just take my word for it, I mean the proof is in the pudding. US Olympians, players in the NFL, NBA, NHL, and even our own special forces drink Element. I wouldn't go so far as to say I'm the pinnacle of self-performance, but ever since Steffi turned me on to Element, I've seen vast improvements in my everyday training and recovery. You guys can try Element today with a totally risk-free, no-questions-asked refund policy. And you know what? Because we love y'all so much over here at Hybrid Unlimited, we're going to hook you up with a free sample pack of Element just for you. Each sample pack includes eight grab-and-go packets in a variety of different flavors. All you have to do is go to drinkelement.com hybrid that's drink dot com, slash hybrid again that's drinklmnt.com slash hybrid for your free sample pack of eight grab and go element packets stay salty my friends now back to the podcast
0: what am i gonna do right because like, back then you had the followers but you weren't monetizing yeah, yet i wasn't
2: i didn't
3: make a dollar off this shit you know the followers are coming in but like i'm gonna catch iguanas to you know fucking eat a burrito <laughs> you know <laughs> like i'm, I'm I'm dropping shit off at the, at Fort Lauderdale Airport from Deerfield just to make an extra 40 bucks that night so I can fill my gas tank up. I'm just mm-hmm. doing everything I can to stay afloat. You know, and again, I was content with that shit. Because I was living in my dream. You know, the money, the money, long as I can survive, literally have gas for my car, enough money to feed myself or... I didn't even I didn't, I didn't give a fuck about paying my phone bill. There will be months back then My phone bill came up. I'm like, bro, I don't got fucking eight dollars to spend on this fucking phone. Shit.
0: Has that changed your financial ambition?
3: Yes and no. Um, Yes, it's changed because I know I want more for myself in the future, so I have to make better business decisions and set up deals and brands or just iron out my crazy projects and plans and do them and you know actually hone in on them and go from mediocre to I'm fucking there. You know, because that's just how my—that's just how I am as a person. I feel everybody's different, mm-hmm. you know. And there's just times where like I'm woken up, and in my financial department, like I'm woken up because I had a taste of it. Mm-hmm. You know, I went from again being homeless basically to fuck—I can go buy any shit in Petco you want me to buy. <laughs> I can go buy the whole—all all, all, give me all the dog food on aisle three, you know. But that's how I felt when I got my first my first check you know when i got when i got 200 bucks from cleaning shit you know and the, and the pet stores that was the best 200 bucks i ever made in my life because i never thought in a million years i could make 200 bucks doing something that i love cuz it's not work you know let alone going on social media and making 2000 bucks for a post you're like what the fuck mm-hmm. dog i will work 30 days nonstop for $2000 mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. i can make a post and then two thousand I'm like, bro.
0: You're laughing.
3: I'm like, yes, yeah. let's do it. You know, but that didn't happen till long time after. I mean, I mean, like six months, seven months at the time. So, fast forward this. Uh, I go to, I go, to, I take my first trip to Costa Rica. Um, my boss is like, yo, basically you're fired. I went from giving you options to like now <laughs> you're fired, and I'm like. I just get fired from my fucking dream job? I had to like sit at home and let it sink in for a little bit, you know? And then after like the smoke cleared, you know, I called up, you know, like basically like apologizing, you know, as I felt like I, you know, I let him down. And he's like, no, nah, man, you know, this is what you want to do. Go do it. You know, if you ever kick the bucket in social media, you always got your home and come back to. And I'm like, yeah, that sounds good. You know, as long as like I didn't burn that bridge or whatever, like. I'll go out here and break some eggshells and die trying before. And if I fail, I'm just gonna go back to my comfort zone, Mm -hmm. you know, where I'm comfortable at, where I'm happy at, where I'm content. Mm -hmm. So when I got, you know, that first trip, I went to Costa Rica, didn't have a passport, didn't have nothing. Had a girlfriend at the time, and she's like, My mom just gave me some money to go to Costa Rica. I'm like, What the fuck? (laughs) Your mom just gave you money to go to Costa Rica? I'm like, Shit. (laughs) <laughs> I don't got a passport. Like, how am I gonna go to Costa Rica? She's like, Oh let me let me brainstorm. She calls her mom, she's like, just bring your itinerary, book your flights now, bring your itinerary to the uh, to the airport, I mean to the passport agency, and expedite your passport. And if you have a flight tomorrow, if you go early, first thing in the morning, before the day's over, you have a passport. And I I'm just like,
1: did this recently. And I'm like, get the know. fuck out of here.
3: She's like, Yeah. I'm like, alright, so we go to a place in the morning, buy tickets that night, go to the airport I mean, go to the passport see, 4 o'clock, I got my passport, and I'm like, bro, this is happening. Like, I never even been, I never been past Texas at this time. I never been to LA, I haven't been, like, anywhere out of the country, you know, so I'm like, dog, I'm going to Costa Rica, like, I'm going to be in Costa Rica tomorrow at right this time? You got me <laughs> fucked up, you know, so everything in my head that I always thought about as a kid of going to the most biodiverse place on the planet, Costa Rica, all this shit start like it's like a, my hard drive kicked in you know so I'm I'm like I'm not gonna I get too hyped up sometimes when I think about stuff cuz I just overthink it overhype it and I'm like I get the jitters I can't sleep or whatever the case may be I'll be up till if I got a, if I got a project due at one day on a Thursday and I'm excited about it a science project I ain't sleeping Tuesday or Wednesday cuz I'm just hyped to give this presentation that's how excited I get. And it's a fucking PowerPoint. <laughs> so just imagine me going to Costa Rica, you know, I'm just like, yo, they say, I got to get sleep because once I get there, I'm just not going to sleep. I'm going to be up all day, all night, and then the next day, and then uh, you're going to have to put me out for me to get sleep. Uh, you're going to have to drug me with something for me to go to sleep. <laughs> That's how excited I was to get to this spot. So we got there, I remember flying in, and then we uh, were like, yo, you don't speak Spanish? No. You speak Spanish? No. <laughs> well, fuck. We have to figure it out. You know, so uh, we, we figure out how to get a car, and we get a car, like a little small-ass car, and I'm like, all right, like, oh, we don't got service, so we got to go, like, buy a GPS. I'm like, I can read a map real good, you know, because, like, back in when I first moved to Florida, you know, there wasn't, like, the, there wasn't an app on your phone, you know, you can just... hmm bounce around everywhere like google maps or whatever you had to print out map yeah. quest And map, map quest. quest so i would literally i was i remember delivering I, I remember using map quest to get from Boca to homestead a fucking map quest <laughs> like pieces of paper driving like reading the instructions like damn like, like, i got 16 miles to the exit i'm like fuck and that's just like <laughs> i gotta count the exits. if i miss an exit i can't like <laughs> yeah Pull my phone out and just yeah. like, you know, it's like I gotta, I can't miss the turn. You know, I can't miss delivery. And I got 3,000 rats in a fucking sprinter van. So if I pull over to the side or I miss my turn or if I break down, I just cost the company like 10 grand in rats that's going to pet supermarket. So I'm like, yo, I gotta get to Homestead and I gotta get back from MapQuest. <laughs> I did that shit for like six, seven months. You know, so when I got to Costa Rica, I'm like, bro. Find me a fucking computer. I'm gonna put some math shit. Like, I'll do whatever it takes to get to. I think it was Arinaw volcano. So we we landed at in the capital, like a five hour ride. I'm like, bro, I'll drive five hours. I don't give a fuck. Like, we landed like I don't know, like 10 8, No, we landed at like 4 p.m. Got to our hotel. We slept. I said, yo, at 4:30, your ass is up, and we're in the car, gone. We left at three. <laughs> got to Arinaw at eight. 8 a.m., like 8.30, stop for gas, maybe twice, and then, uh, we get there, and we're on a, this a, you know, like a little tourist trip, you know, you got these people with their backpacks and shit, and they're walking this little trail, and then you go over a little bridge, like a little creek, not even a creek, it's a fucking river, we're in Costa Rica, you know, so, I got to be like 12 people in front of us, and I got fucking pants on, a tank top, and some Air Force Ones, and, uh, we're walking and some guy ahead of us is like, oh my god, a snake! And I'm like, he's fucking lying, it guy's fucking bull, It's a treat, it's, it's not a snake. You know, so everybody's stopping, and they're looking at, I remember it was specifically, a group, not specific, specifically, a group of uh, these people from Jakarta, Indonesia, and the other group was from some part of India, I can't remember, um, I remember talking to him, and. They're like, yo, there's a snake over there. I'm like, bro, it's not a snake over there. They're like, no, look, it's a snake. And they pointed out it's a fucking big ass snake in the middle of this creek. And the, I mean, the the top of the thing probably was like high as the ceiling. So I'm like, oh shit. So I, I had a backpack on. I took my backpack off, gave it to my girlfriend at the time. And I hopped over the railing. I'm hanging over the railing. I'm looking down like, man, it was like eight, nine foot drop. I'm like, yeah, I can I can make that. I'm like, fuck <laughs> oh fuck it. God. Well, again, when I'm like, when I'm locked in. I don't give a fuck like I'm doing it
1: so is everyone freaking out while you everybody's doing this? like so
3: everybody's like oh this guy's bluffing because i take my backpack off and I am <laughs> like oh really and everybody's like and then once I jump down you're like what the fuck this guy just <laughs> jumped down you know so I got my phone out and I'm, I'm, I'm walking towards the snake and I put my phone in my pocket I grab a twig and I can't identify the snake so I'm like I don't know what the fuck this is you know so I grab, I grab a stick and I walk up to the snake Usually snakes are they'll bolt if they're scared. Some snakes aren't scared of you. Like you can go in the wild and pick up a snake and he's like, What's up, bro? I'm <laughs> chilling, uh, you know, how you doing? You know, some snakes are like look at you and just take off, you know. This snake happened to be at the time I didn't know what it was, so I'm just like, yo, I'm just trying to feel him out. I'm trying to go behind him. So I pin his head, I pick him up, and I'm gonna an examine this guy like a six foot that's a six-foot rat snake. So it's a, it's a, it's a tropical bird-eating snake, that's what it technically is. And I, I got a photo of it, and um, I'm, I put my phone out, i take a picture, I got it pinned down, I'm taking a picture of it, and I'm sticking it, stick in his mouth, I'm trying to see if he's like rear fangs, because some, some venomous snakes have, you know, they have front fangs, and then there's some snakes that are venomous, but they don't have fangs, they're rear fangs, which means their fangs are in the back of their, you know, back uh-huh. of their mouth. So when they bite you, they kinda gotta go like that, and that's when they envenomate you. You know, when they eventually make their prey. So I'm looking at it and I'm like, fuck, this is a real face. So I'm like, oh, he's, I don't see shit. He's got to be chilling. So now I'm holding the snake and it's like crawling on me. And every, I look back and everybody's got their phones out <laughs> and their camera. They're like, yo, this motherfucker's crazy. And then the tour guide, I guess, catches up with all of us. He's like, get out of there. He's going to kill you. And he's just freaking out, you know. And I got like this big ass smile on my face and they taking a photo of me and I'll give it to you guys you guys edit in here or whatever in show that's cool but man it was like at that moment it was my first time catching like a wild snake in another country and that feeling just same rest the same feeling I get from when I shake that guy's hand in wrestling the same feeling I get when I'm like I ain't trying to get bit it was just a, such a good gratifying feeling mm-hmm. and I'm like yo I want to duplicate that feeling again I want to travel more I'm going to no doubt, when I see something, I'm hopping. I was like, man, I'm not going to hop over this thing. I'm like, I'm hopping over this bridge, <laughs> fuck it, you know? And it's one of the best moments of my life. And as I kept traveling, I got in more situations where I'm like, fuck no, I'm not doing that. <laughs> and the other side of me is like, bitch, jump. <laughs> and I'm just jumping in at first, having time in my life, you know? And every time I do do it, it's just, it's magical. So when I got back from that trip, I posted a couple of things, and you know I grew a couple of followers. You know maybe like 10k again. I had like two and a seven, three hundred k, and then I'm like, man, I want to go to another. I don't want to go to another spot. Like I think I signed it. I think I signed a, a quick gig with somebody, and I made like I don't know like five thousand dollars. I'm like, yo, I'm taking all this money because at the time, five thousand dollars, bro, fucking five million dollars. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yeah, we're yeah. working like ass off for almost a decade, you know, straight for two, three, four hundred bucks a week, you know, and I'm working 60 hours a week, 70 hours. I'm like dead ass 70 hours a week, Wow! you know, like I'm waking up, my job starts at 11 and I'm done at eight. I'm eating, maybe going to the gym and then at night from like 11 to 4 a.m. I'm catching lizards. Whatever is moving, I'm fucking catching it. I'm catching cane toads, brown nose, green nose, garter snakes, water snakes, moccasins, coral snakes, iguanas, basilisks, green and brown, like, you name it. If you're fucking moving, I'm catching you. And I, I have a soft spot for the native animals in Florida, so I always call a native animal. I'm letting it go. you know. But everything else that's not supposed to be here, I'm catching that shit, and I'm getting a dollar a toad. I'm ringing you 50 toads a night. I made me 50 bucks, each you little, little small lizards you guys see everywhere, mm-hmm. I get uh, 50 cents for those, with the full tail, so you better be in the bushes picking, and not break his little tail, because you get 50 cents for that shit. Who are you selling them to? Where I work at, oh, okay. you know, but like the, the Bronx Zoo, they need, you know, 400 anoles to feed a certain lizard that they have, or a certain snake they have that's endangered, and only that snake eats little lizards. Right. Or, or, or something had babies and they can't eat rats yet so they got to eat little lizards so the Bronx Zoo every month would order 400 anoles Texas Zoo would order 4,000 anoles you know some guy in uh, Louisiana where anoles also thrive at you know he collects uh, brown anoles and he wants green anoles to release in his yard so every month he would order 1,000 green anoles you know but that's 500 bucks
1: I'm guaranteed 500 bucks a month from this guy. And Wait, so he just wanted them to have on his property. He yeah. He thought they were cool to have. Because they were native
3: to there, and the brown uh, ones were invasive. So he's like, "Yo, my my kid. I guess he had a bunch of grandkids that would. I think he had like 15, 20 grandkids that would come to the house in the summer, and catch a knolls. And he'd give them, you know, a couple bucks for the knoll, because being a grandpa. He's yeah. Cool yeah. things, you know. I'm like, yo, that shit's awesome. And every month he would order a thousand knolls. He spent. I guess his retirement check or whatever. He was taking five hundred bucks of it. Buying a nose and letting them go outside in his yard.
0: Wow, what a dope uh-huh. grandpa. So sick. Yeah,
3: that's cool. You know? And but shit like that is what I was doing for money to to survive, you know. So when I got that five thousand bucks, I'm like, bro, we're going to another country and we're having a fucking blast. We're eating lobsters. We're going on not just one tour, <laughs> two tours, we're going on eight tours. Yeah, because the more tours, the more opportunities I'm gonna see animals. You know? So we went to Honduras and I'm like I think I got there with like three thousand, hundred bucks in my pocket, and I just blew that shit. And like, we had a time of our lives. I, I flew a camera, ran out, um, paid for his flight, paid for me and my girlfriend flight at the time, um, and a camera upgrade. I think we got a different lens to shoot better shit. And I was like, he was like, man, I want to bring a drone. My drone broke. I'm like, yo, bro, here's four hundred bucks. Go swipe your card and I'll give you 400 bucks on the invoice to get your fucking drone replaced. We got to get drone footage. We got to get everything, you know. So when I got to Honduras, we filmed so much. And then the content we used from that trip, I got to Honduras with like maybe 370, 400,000. I got home eight days later with a million followers just from that content. It just went fucking bananas. And at the time, I learned from my first trip and my first content rollout that you got to watermark your shit at, the, at that time. You know, you yeah, got to put yeah, your yeah. tag on your video because people are sharing your shit and they're getting millions of shares and views and no one, they're not tagging you so they don't know, they don't know where to go. So this trip, I'm like, yo, I'm watermarking everything because I got a photographer, videographer now. So I'm like, yo, when you send me this back, watermark it for me so I can post it. So I'm posting it and that shit is just hitting from 400K to a mil in a week. And I'm like, damn, dog. And after that, I mean, the dude was like, bro, we got to go somewhere else. And we gotta go somewhere, and we are start planning out and mapping out all these places. But, here we are in fucking March, with a million followers, and, and, and this, this, this past August, 6,000, you know? I'm like, bro, this shit is insane. Like, I can't, like, grasp what's going on right now, you know? And then, before you blink, a year goes by, and we went, you know, I can keep telling all these crazy stories, but we, I think we hit, like, six more countries that year. And I look up and it's five million followers in a year. So I went from like not wanting to leave my uh, my comfort zone to like, fuck it, I'm gonna be all in. And it turned from me being scared to a year later having five million followers and being able to do posts and get paid for on my stories or help nonprofits. You know, when I first started like getting offered real money, I'm like, yo, I want to do what's right. I don't want to just take all this money because it's not me. I'm betting people aren't coming to see me. they seeing the cool animals that I'm showing them, mm-hmm. you know? So if anyway, I can help the animals first and foremost, I don't need shit. I don't like, I want to pay my cameraman. I want to pay for my fucking flight. I'm not going to be sitting here eating five course meals in a five-star hotel. I need to be in a fucking hammock where the mosquitoes is at, where I can be mm-hmm. outside at night on my little flashlight looking for spiders and ants and shit that's shit I like to do you know so when I'm traveling I'm like I'm cutting my cost to a minimum I'm paying the person that's their passion I'm a a passion guy so if you work with me and we're cool I'm like yo what do you want to get paid what's your rate what are you gonna charge me for this trip that's it okay cool I'm not gonna negotiate with you because me I'm not negotiating my fucking price and I believe in you, you're my friend, you're you're, you're you're shooting for me, you're capturing content that I'm sitting here looking back weeks later and I'm like, bro, I cannot believe this shit happened. And you captured that for me. So, wherever you wanna get paid, I'm gonna pay you. If I can't afford it, I'm gonna figure it out. Cause I don't wanna work with somebody else, your shit's dope, you know? So, when I work with nonprofits, I'm like, yo, how much are you gonna charge for me to do this for your platform to help raise money? I'm like, bro, I don't want your fucking money, dog. If we can really help some shit, like get my flight, I'll be there. You don't got to pay me shit. Whatever we're going to raise. Boom. I think one of my first projects we did with Karmagawa, we raised like 800 grand in like two weeks for rhinos. Wow. Didn't get paid a dime for it. Didn't care. Then I'm like, yo, I don't give a fuck. It's for animals. You know, koala's catching on fire in, in Australia. We're posting links to nonprofits from our platform, raising money left and right. We're calling up koala foundations at, you know, 12 o'clock at night here because it's 12 o'clock noon in Australia you know, during Bush practice, like, yo, like, how's the last 12 hours? And like, yo, we're over oh, flooded with donations. Here's somebody else help them down the street. They need help too. They just got in 73 burned koalas and, you know, wallabies and shit, like, they need help, you know? So the type of work that we do from our platform is way, way more work than getting paid money for it, you know? Because the satisfaction you get from helping animals and people that are actually in the field is much more gratifying than having money in your pocket, you know? I'd rather have money in my pocket from creating like a protein brand or making merch, you know, and selling it, or selling this, you know, scarves or like mm-hmm. monetizing a YouTube video or something, or like. I checked out your merch. It's cool. Thanks, man. Yeah. fucking. No, I haven't. It ain't like hybrid though, you know. Like I got <laughs> that Letterman jacket. I'm just down
1: there. Man, that's one of the favorite, my favorite things we've ever made. I mean, I'm rocking it now, you know?
0: I love <laughs> it. Out, you know? Man, this was uh, you're so rad. Dude, like obviously I knew a little bit about you, but hearing it straight from you and what your values are and, and how you live your life is is a breath of fresh air. Like, Thank you. He's so cool, eh?
1: Yeah, honestly.
3: Thanks, thanks, for, fun, thanks for your time. Thank you guys for having me. You know, I know I, I can talk a lot and too much sometimes. No, I This love is the that. perfect place for that. Yeah, uh, man. <laughs> Do you have your own podcast? Yeah, I'm working on it now. Okay. that will so, be good. Uh, I got one, like probably like two miles down the street. Uh, you guys are more welcome to come. I'd love to have you guys on. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, you guys bring some more. I want to talk motorcycles. i sort of yeah. fighting, you know, mm-hmm. talk entrepreneurship.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, sure. So it will
3: be dope to have you guys on again. Absolutely. Yeah, that'd be great. For sure. And What's the name you of your podcast? Back, so people can check it out. I don't it. even know what I'm going to call you, to be honest. I don't, I'm thinking like Tarzan Treehouse Talks or uh, Keeping It Real. We'll update real the, uh, yeah,
1: the show notes when it
3: comes guys, out. Guys,
0: if, if you're listening to this and you have a good podcast name, tag us on this episode and suggest a name. For Mike, yeah. Yes. Awesome. Where can you? Where can people find you?
3: You find me on all platforms at, at the real Tarzan with two N's. Mm-hmm. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat,
1: TikTok, YouTube. It's and Insta, Instagram still your main thing, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I lean
3: more towards YouTube this past year, just pushing out more long, longer format content. So if you guys want to watch like shit longer than sixty seconds, YouTube's got all the hour and a half long videos of my daily life of taking care of 100 animals Mm -hmm. or traveling to honduras and costa rica (laughs) i got all that stuff documented so whatever cool crazy stories you guys want to have fun with just go rabbit hole down youtube and
2: you can have your fun awesome
0: right on beautiful person beautiful energy much love thank you so much for being here and i hope you. you guys enjoyed this podcast